Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. God bless you, Get Woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID-free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone, and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday. That means it's time once again for Thursday Coast with the founder of Daily Coast, Marcos Melitzis. Hey, buddy. How are you? Doing great. Thanks so much. We have less than a month left. I mean, remember when we were, I mean, we've been talking for like over a decade now, right? But after Trump was elected, the idea of four years of Trump was just so mind-numbing yeah. and depressing. And we're there. <laughs> this is it. This is a fresh run. So are we okay? You know, Hillary had a pretty significant lead four years ago around this time. Uh, I don't expect there'll be any Comey memos uh, <laughs> about J- Joe Biden. Um, but, you know, are, are we gonna be okay? So four years ago at this time, Hillary Clinton had a lead, but it was about three points. And she won the election by around three points. And we, there was this assumption, and I was I was guilty of this myself. There was this assumption that undecided voters would swing towards Hillary Clinton, right? They would look at Donald Trump and go, like, yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. He's just way too crazy for us. And the exact opposite happened. 
That's why Donald Trump won. And remember, he won by a sliver, like a grand total of 80,000 votes across three states is the reason Donald Trump was elected. So that was a three-point national lead. If you go back, you'll see three-point national lead by Hillary Clinton, which is what she won by. Right now, in the polling aggregate, Joe Biden has about a 10-point national lead. In the recent polling from uh, CNN, from Reuters, Ipsos, and from, uh, I think it was Washington Post, his leads are like 15, 16 points. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced it's that big. But if you look at the aggregate, you look at 10 points, 10 points looks right. And if you look at the state-by-state polling, it's not even close in the states that will ultimately decide the election. And it's three of them, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. There's way other paths to victory. I know a civics poll released on uh, on Wednesday found that Trump and Biden were tied 48-48 in Texas. And it's just not civics. PPP polls found that they were tied uh, 48-48. Another poll yesterday, I forget uh, what the outfit was, had it 49-49. Texas is competitive. Biden doesn't need Texas. Mm-hmm. Senate, we need Texas in the Senate, right? So there's other reasons we really want to fight for Texas. Mm-hmm. The presidency isn't it. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and uh, Michigan. And in all three of those states, Biden has a six, seven, eight point lead, um, depending on which one you look at in the aggregate, about eight point leads in all three states. This is not gonna be close. It's not within the margin of Trump chaos. That's the good thing. This map is getting bigger and bigger. What we're seeing in the polling in the last few days is absolutely bloody. Like we're seeing numbers that are just mind blowing. We had a poll yesterday that said that Missouri is competitive. Missouri, Missouri is a state Trump, state Trump won by like 60 points last time. Mm-hmm. One, uh, West Virginia by 40 points. A poll uh, on Tuesday had Trump winning West Virginia by 19 points. Now, it doesn't matter that Trump's gonna, Trump's gonna win West Virginia, but a 21 point swing means that you're looking at House races, state legislative races, Senate races, all of this, all those Republicans are collapsing and that's our opportunity. So I know there are liberals who hate the idea of of looking at polls showing Biden winning. Oh no, like don't ignore the polls. No, don't ignore the polls, that's stupid. Look Mm -hmm. at those polls, holy crap. Not only can we win the presidency, but we can win races that nobody thought were competitive in places the Iowa Senate race, South Carolina with Jamie Harrison, that is real. And the only reason it's real is because Trump is collapsing across the board. So don't don't ignore the polls. Look at the polls and go, yeah, there's great opportunities where we didn't think there were opportunities. Texas, Iowa, South Carolina, Montana, Alaska. And let's fight for every one of those seats all the way down to whatever your low city council, right? Whatever. This is an opportunity to utterly crush Republicans, sweep them out of office, and usher in a solid, dominant Democratic majority. Did Trump's first debate debate performance hurt him? Yes, absolutely. Everything, it's actually kind of amazing. People think that Trump is some kind of evil genius, right? Because he lucked in to the, to the presidency. Everything he's done has worsened his numbers. And uh, being a jackass on national TV did not help him. What we saw in civics polling, 
uh, in-house, we can look at the numbers, is we saw it hurt him with independent voters. We've been mm -hmm. taking away that, uh, that dynamic is accelerating over the weekend after the hospitalization, right? They had a chance to humanize him, uh, create some sympathy. He wanted nothing of it. And here's, here's the reason why, Mark, is, is he's fixated on the idea that he needs to project strength that he needs to be that dictator, right? El comandante. That's what he thinks he needs. Problem is that electorally he's losing because he's lost women, and in particular, white women. And white women aren't looking for their big daddy, right? You know who it is? It's the Proud Boys, it's, it's the Nazis, it's the racists. They're looking for their, for their big daddy that'll validate their beliefs, the QAnon people. Right. It's not white women. And so when you look at across the board, in those Senate races, House races, state legislative races, Texas Republicans are in deep trouble at the state legislative level. There's a real solid chance here that Democrats take the state house uh, and they have a chance at the state Senate. Um, it's because women are abandoning them. But everything he, he does is trying to reinforce the he's a manly man tough, right? And being sickly in the hospital was literally the worst thing for Trump, not for the election. They could have used that to create sympathy with, you know, with that white women who voted for him in 2016. We're not talking about winning people that haven't voted for him. We're not talking about him winning black women, right? Because we know that would be laughable. Right. But in the beginning, what Trump was, they weren't stupid. Um, white women, I guess I hate using the word stupid, but they were stupid. Come on. Anybody who thought Trump wasn't who he is, is stupid. And those white women realized to their horror and to their, to their, to their credit, they, they flipped, right? And in politics, it's very hard for people to flip. Once you have a deeply ingrained belief, you don't want to let go of that and admit that you were living a lie. White women, by and large, are doing that in droves. And, and so... They are now part of the Democratic coalition and everything Trump does is designed to keep his core 30% deplorable base with him. Nothing he does is, is, is trying to win broader support, right? So it just makes it worse and worse because he reinforces. Anybody that has doubts about Trump, it reinforces that he's just not fit to lead. And all those undecideds, when they, you know, we talked about 2016, the undecideds fell for Donald Trump. They did so in the exit polling. I think it was 58 to 38 of, of, of those undecided went to Trump. Right now, they're falling almost like 90% towards Joe Biden. And that is cataclysmic for the GOP. It's going to make the 2018 wave look like, like you know, like a little ripple, <laughs> you know, a little pebble ripple. <clears throat> And it also doesn't it reveal what really happened in terms of, of Hillary in 2016. I mean, when you say, we've talked about this before, when you spend um, over 20 years, almost 30 years, constantly maligning someone like Hillary in media, and it has an effect and it kind of drowns out Trump's foolishness, it, and Hillary still won in spite of that. But, you know, I mean, it, there had just been a, a longer body of work that was anti-Hillary. 
rather than a longer body of work exposing how crazy Trump is. They didn't do that to Biden. There hasn't been a 30 year uh, negative, destructive campaign against Joe Biden. And go ahead. Yeah. So so nothing really. We haven't seen anything that can really stick to make people say, oh, my God, you know, people were passionate. They made people passionate about Hillary, love or hate. Biden is just okay, And I think a lot of people see him as, you know, the safe, even kill dude uh, to just get us out (laughs) of whatever this is and just kind of, you know, bite us over. Um, I wonder, too, though, Marcos, you're right, because some of us were concerned. Some people even conspiratorialize that he wasn't even sick, that he was faking it to get sympathy. Clearly, that wasn't the agenda. Because somehow. I'm sorry. Made it worse. Well, this is how I made it. This is what I want to ask you. So the debate hurt him. The, the the inability to elicit sympathy from the illness, then he turns right around and says, we're not negotiating for anybody else to get any help until after I'm elected. Now, how many undecideds or independents or folks leaning out of his base are going to say, oh, no, we're done. You mean you're sick. The rest of us are broke and we're sick, too. And you're just saying the hell with all of us. Yeah, I know. And, and Trump has that sweet, sweet government health care that he, he wants to deny for everybody else. Right. Um, everything he's done is making the situation worse, which is why uh, he won in 2016, not because people love them. Um, it's because that machine had created such an antipathy towards Hillary Clinton. And this is the problem they're having this year is that Trump can't focus. Right. One day it's Obama gate is the biggest scandal in American history. And then he forgets all about it for the next three weeks as he's railing against the fake media. And then he's talking about Hunter Biden, something, something. And then Biden's going to sell you out to China. And, and it's whatever conspiracy theory he, you know, he latches on at that moment. And the reason people, uh, you know, 2016, uh, everybody's so focused on the Hillary emails, including the traditional media is because the Republican machine was singularly focused on Hillary's emails. They talked about nothing else. And nobody could tell you what was wrong with Hillary's emails, like what law was broken, because no law was broken. It was literally 100% bullshit. And that's the same thing they did with Whitewater, right? This 100,000 failed land deal, and they spent eight years uh, obsessing over Whitewater with Bill Clinton. So they created these scandals that are absolutely nothing, and now Trump can't focus. Like if he could focus, to, I guess this week they're talking about that Hillary's emails were, the Russia hoax was to distract from Hillary's emails, right? They're yeah. trying to bring emails back in. But Trump can't focus. He sent like 100 tweets on Tuesday night uh, and uh, manic because he's on, you know, he's on mind-altering drugs right now. Uh, and all of it was just all over the place. It's like a shotgun. So they can't even do that right wing thing where they focus on one issue to undermine a Democrat. It's just a scattershot approach that it's hitting nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Women. Let's add Amy Coney Barrett to the list. 
that has to galvanize and be offensive to women. You're going to try to push her through to undermine the ACA, to admittedly try to steal the election. And most of all, you know, her the handmade sale, I guess, is based on her life story. I think it is. So you're saying the women, you know, this will effectively be the end of your reproductive rights. You having autonomy over your own body. It's the, the politics of it are terrible. And to me, it's obvious that the only reason they're pushing it is because they see the electoral writing on the wall. If they were headed towards Trump's reelection and a Republican Senate majority, why would they be in a rush? Mm-hmm. Right. They would actually use it to gin up their base through the election. If we win, look at who we're going to offer up for you. So help us win the election. They know they're losing everything. And that's the only reason they're rushing this through. It's a sign of weakness. And they know it's hurting people like, uh, you know, like McSally in Arizona and Cory Gardner in Colorado and, and Susan Collins in Maine. They know it actually worsens their electoral situation, but they don't care because they're like, we're going to lose anyway. What does it matter if we lose an extra seat or two? This is why I think it's important for us to win big in the Senate and why we need to win races like Jamie Harrison in South Carolina and MJ Hagar in Texas and even Mississippi, right? Mississippi is uh, is potentially competitive in that race. We need to win those seats because what I wish Democrats would do is I, I wish they say, here's the math, uh, McConnell. If that seat remains open, you'll have a 5-4 majority next year. If you ram her through, it'll be a 6-3 Republican majority right now, but we're going to expand that court and we're going to make it 13 seats and we'll have a 7-6 liberal majority. So your choices are a 5-4 conservative majority or a 7-6 liberal majority. You pick. And Mm -hmm. uh, Chuck Schumer has sort of hinted at that. You know, all options are on the table. Uh, Biden didn't oppose it at the debate. That was a big deal because Biden is Mr. Reasonable. You know, let's try to get back to normal. Let's work with Republicans. And for him to not take uh, expanding the court was the big deal. So my hope is that, and this may be the, the Republicans' biggest miscalculation, is that by ramming this, this, um, this nomination through, and it's by no means is it a done deal. I just want to make clear. Um, their, their margin of error is so slim. And now they're all starting to drop because of COVID, right? So a lot of things can happen in the next couple of weeks. Um, but if they do succeed, expanding the court, not only is it an option, I think it's a moral imperative because we cannot have a court that is utterly out of step with modern America by uh, blocking a clear majority of, of um, Americans' um, priorities, and that's democratic priorities, in order to assuage some conservative ideology that is clearly out of step with America. And we know it is because they're losing big time trying to run on that ideology. Nor a court assembled vis-a-vis um, uh, non-democratic principles. You, you block Obama's nominee uh, in an election year, then you put yours on election year. I mean, it's just, you know, and, and, you know, you can't have a court where at least two of its most prominent members have been accused of sexual assault and harassment. What is that? The, the, where does that? That's out of step in this area. The Senate itself is 
incredibly undemocratic, right? I mean, yeah. uh, just Harris County alone in Texas is bigger than 22 states. So how, you know, we can talk about California having two senators. Texas has two senators, you know, it's a Republican state, but let's say, how do they have two senators in the Dakotas with a population, grand total population of about a million, 1.2 million, how do they have four? And they're the ones that are deciding what senators get through and which ones don't. That is fundamentally broken. And so the entire court as it stands is illegitimate in my eyes. And the way they ruled, the way they ruled in, in Bush v. Gore, where they literally said, don't use this as president because this is, because <laughs> parentheses, this is a BS decision. From that point on, it is an illegitimate court and it is time for Democrats to represent the democratic will of the entire American electorate and expanding the court is the way to do it. Now, I'd be willing to make a deal with Republicans and say, we're not gonna do this in the next four years if you leave that seat open. I'd be willing to make that deal short-term. But if Republicans keep fighting, I mean, we know they don't hold, they don't agree to, they don't hold to their deals. Right. I mean, Lindsey Graham is a walking example of that. So um, we don't know them anything. We know that if the situation was reversed, they would absolutely do it because everything we've seen in the last four years of the entire McConnell reign in the Senate is that nothing is is holy. Nothing is sacrosanct. He'll throw anything away in the pursuit of power. You mentioned the chaos threshold for Trump. So so what is that precisely? There's some speculation that. Any state that Biden may win within the five percent margin, Trump's going to try to try probably try to challenge in court. Also, um, what's your take on the mail-in ballot situation? We saw what Wisconsin uh, or the Supreme Court really did this week. Not Wisconsin in South Carolina. They at the last minute say you have to have a witness. We're going to see other little tricks like that taking place. So if we put that in against whatever that chaos threshold is, how safe are we really? This is, I mean, one of the, there, there has to be sort of a democracy agenda for the Democrats when they take power next year. And that includes creating national standards for voting because we cannot have an environment where we need to win by 10 points to win an election. Yeah. It is not tenable. Uh, and it is, uh, rankly, it is just utterly undemocratic. Um, in the short term, I'm fairly confident. I'm actually, you know, we're looking at the early, at the early uh, vote tallies in places like Georgia, in South Carolina, North Carolina, black uh, turnout, I guess turnout's not the right, but the, the rate that blacks are returning ballots is higher than whites. Like the response is huge. And if you look at Democrat versus Republican, it's off the charts. In, uh, in North Carolina, it's about 60% of ballots returned are Democrats like 16% are Republican. And that's a function of Trump, you know, demonizing uh, mail-in ballots. And it's stupid, right? Because, you know, their supporters can die, they can be incapacitated, they can get sick, they can change their mind because of, you know, Trump's latest antics. So instead of locking those votes early, uh, they're pushing it into election day, that creates a lot of potential problems for them. Also by getting the vote in early, those states are notifying voters if those ballots are deficient in any way. And one of the things we have seen is that in North Carolina, the rejection rates of voter, black voters is higher than it is of, of white voters. I don't know 
if that is a systemically, if that's on purpose or if those ballots are actually deficient in any way. The good thing is that they're actually getting back to those voters and making sure that those ballots are cured. This is why it's important to vote early, right? Because if there's any problem with their ballots, they can fix those before election day if you wait to the last minute. And everybody watching the show, I just want to urge, 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 vote the second you can. This is absolutely critical. You know, if you can drop it off at a government drop box, that's the best way to do it. But this early on, the, the mail is um, safe enough to do so. And the reason it's so critical to vote early, it's literally the most helpful thing you can do for Democrats. And the reason is that Democratic campaigns and parties have a list of who has voted. And if you have not voted yet, they will assign a volunteer to call you, to knock on your door, to make sure that you vote. Now, I'm assuming that if you're watching this show, you are going to vote, right? There's nobody watching this show that's not voting. So you're wasting resources by not voting early, by having those people spend time calling you instead of a voter who legitimately might not vote or who may have forgotten or who was confused about what to do. Um, so please, please, please make sure your name is off those lists, especially if you're in a battleground, um, area and given how wide the playing field is right now, almost all of us are in a battleground of some sort. There is some race near you that is, that is, a that is hard fought. And so get your name off those lists as quickly as possible. It's literally the most helpful you can be to winning in November. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Folks, please take heed. Vote early from civics with a Q and also daily coast marcos here thursday coast we always appreciate him thank you buddy great work i'm gonna stay optimistic god you are our refuge send our ancestors to guard our doors cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies heal bless and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.